Welcome to another captivating episode of Meltdown to Mastery. Today, we have a truly inspiring guest, Brigitte Weiser, who has embarked on a profound journey of self-discovery and transformation amidst a series of midlife crises. In this intimate interview, I sit down with Brigitte to uncover her incredible story of resilience, growth, and the wisdom she has gained along the way. Welcome to Meltdown to Mastery, empowering women to overcome midlife crisis by rewiring the subconscious mind. Feeling overwhelmed, disillusioned, stuck? We all have. Here we explore inspiration, and empowerment to navigate through the tough times and move to a place where hearts soar, minds manifest, and bodies heal. Welcome everyone. Today we have Birgitta Visser, who says she must have been off her rocker when signing her soul contract prior to incarnating. Through numerous crises, she finally journeyed within and healed, living a far more authentic version of herself. Now, surfing the cosmos, delivering the many messages she receives in hopes that people will awaken to what life is all about. Welcome. Hi, Jane. Thanks for having me. Great to have you. My first question for you is how did a midlife crisis transform you into mastery? Because I think you had a few. We go through so many what you call midlife crises. It's all about experiences, isn't it? It's It's not really an age we go through many experiences throughout our lives and yeah. crisis was at 12 <laughs> yeah that's so there you go mine was at i was about 10 years 10 years old and we go through so many different things for me it was the abuse of a friend by a family friend in Kuala Lumpur and Growing up in the 80s, life was very different to what it is now. You can't even compare it. I actually do miss the 80s besides that part. But because I didn't heal that, I didn't speak about it until I was 19 years old with my mom when we were watching an Oprah Winfrey show. And she's like, oh, she's like, oh, my God, I'm so glad neither of you, because I have a sister, was abused or assaulted. And I kept really quiet. And that's when it came out. But in that period, in that nine-year period where I kept it inside of me, it forms you, it shapes you. And as a kid, you don't know what's going on. And so I was also, when we moved back to Holland, I was bullied at school because I was very skinny. I was 5'11", and I was very timid. And I was very scared of all the boys at school. So if there was a guy in the corridor and my classroom was on the other side, you can bet your bottom dollars that I took another route to the classroom. And that's just ridiculous. The fear that I held within, it was tremendous because I carried that with me. You know, the bullying didn't help either. And my mom put me on this course, a modeling course, and I think I was about 16, to crick up my confidence because I was really walking around like the hunchback of Notre Dame because I really wanted to be invisible. I didn't want to be seen. So that didn't help me either. And then tell this story, a hairdresser picked me out uh, from all the models there. And I was one of the, the, um, the head models. My long hair was cut into a pixie cut. And it was horrendous for me because I felt horrible. I felt so ugly. When you go from long hair to pretty much nothing, just a pixie cut. And I just couldn't look at myself. 
I just wish my hair would grow back within days, but unfortunately it took months. So that was, that didn't help me either. And then I entered adulthood. I was also assaulted in the modeling industry. Then I was also very much a pro at starving myself. And that started in my, that started in my teenage years. I think that was one of the things that I could control, except I would eat at when I was having dinner at home, I'd be very good and just have my dinner. But my school lunches, I just chucked them out. As life progressed and I traveled the world and I, I tried my hand at modeling, didn't get anywhere. People always think it's such a glamorous industry, but it wasn't. It really wasn't. And I really wasn't cut out for it because every time I went to a casting, it was like they would go through your book. You'd wait for two hours. And then the client went through my portfolio, took my set card, and it was like, okay, thank you, next. It's difficult when when you're not confident and you're not, when you're insecure within yourself and you keep being rejected. In 2000, my stepdad passed away and that was a blow for me as well. My dad passed away when I was 14 in 1988. So that was also a blow for me. I rolled into drugs for several months after my stepdad passed away because I helped my mother out every single weekend and I would go to her every weekend just, you know, just to help her out because it was a lot. And so she leaned on me and I, you could say I rolled with the wrong crowd, but I take full responsibility. I could have killed myself. I took, I don't know how many ecstasy tablets one night, yeah, clubbing and I suffered from blackouts. And it kind of from one day to the next that I just, I stopped. Yeah. And my healing journey for me, it was always one step forward, two steps back. I didn't come here with a cheat sheet around my neck and I really had to figure it out. And it wasn't until I think about 2009 when I was well into my thirties that I had another dysfunctional relationship because I rolled from one dysfunctional relationship into the other and I didn't have many. It was then in Holland where my ex was actually a crack addict, which I didn't even know. And he was living with me and all my stuff got pawned. Then he landed in bed with the Dutch Crips. He was held for ransom and I had to save his life while I was together with the police. And uh, my mom got me out of Holland in the space of a few days back to the UK. And the Crips actually threatened me with my life. They called me up. He said, if I ever find you, I'm going to kill you. I was called all kinds of names, but it's only because I saved my ex and my ex's life. I will say this, regardless of what we go through or who we're with, every single one that we meet is a reflection to our spirit. They're all teachers. We're all teachers of one another because we're all here to walk one another home. Without our experiences, how can we ever return to the wholesome nature of who we truly are? How can we ever relinquish that conditioning, that programming. Exactly. And there's like this reflection that comes back to us from others, depending on we're processing our own soul, right? Our own Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. It was only then after I returned to the UK and I took I took a feeble attempt on my own life by downing a whole box of ibuprofen that my mom just said to me, Brigitte, why didn't you go? 
to counseling and I went to see a counselor and the only thing that she said to me listening to my story and I remember it like it was yesterday she said to me Brigitte you're strong enough you'll be fine and I was just floored after that and so I had to figure out what would be good for me and so I looked online and I found someone that did Reiki and I went to see a, a Reiki healer and that actually worked wonders for me And that's how I rolled into studying many healing modalities, including Reiki. And I eventually, over the years, became a Reiki master. But I was a real spongebob for everything because I really wanted to understand. So I studied drug and alcohol abuse, meditation, relaxation therapy, aromatherapy, aroma touch many years later with doTERRA oils. What else? Oh, gosh, nutrition, holistic nutrition just so that I could understand my body more and many others like EFT because I love EFT, the emotional freedom technique. And it's so simple. And we were like, if it's that simple, does it really work? Yes, because you tap the emotions out of an experience so that you can talk about the experience openly without being triggered. Because each trigger just stops us from the connection to healing sense yes to the back into the space of the where the subconscious mind has recorded it so it's yes yeah keeps us in the loop <laughs> yeah no exactly i love quantum quantum mechanics and i'm sure you've heard of the documentary what the bleep do we know they talk about the little i call it the archives of our minds but it's a little hypothalamus in the brain that sends all these signals to all your experiences and you keep the hurt in, in, in if if you're hurt if an experience has hurt you and you haven't alchemized it you haven't healed that you meet someone for instance and it's you're like a porcupine because i've been hurt in the past i've got to be i've got to be careful i have to keep my guard up so it's this little hypothalamus in your brain this little archive in your brain is well, I associate this with this, we can't do that. Rather than, had we healed that experience, we would have reacted differently. Yeah, because it's just there to keep us safe in many ways. Yes. So we have to, Yes, I love that. I love the way you describe that. So we can develop new pathways. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. My my life hasn't been a bed of roses. Currently, I'm going through something, but that's just part of life. For instance, my channeling, which I commenced in 2016. Yeah, it was 2016. After I landed in another disastrous relationship. And at the time, it was just procrastinating, couldn't find a job. And he was, I, I was, you see, this was my thing. I was always supporting everyone that I was with financially, trying to help them in every single way. And it was, in in a way, I was so broken on the inside because I hadn't healed from all the trauma that I had been through. And so that is exactly what I attracted. I attracted other broken birds and I was trying to fix them. They were like refurbishment projects to me. Well, <laughs> I needed to fix myself just like they needed to fix themselves. But they were reflections to the hurt that I carried within. 
And so it was really shining that light because they, they, it was really shining the light on the hurt that I needed to heal. And we don't always see it that way, but it is, it really is true. And I've never been one to sit in, in that victimhood. Many people do that, but you're not going to get very far. Life is not about sitting within the experience and remaining wallowing in that self-pity. It's trying to get out of that, you know, and analyzing or reevaluating your life and seeing how you can move forward. Now, I'm not saying that that is always easy because it's not, especially when you're in the middle of a traumatic experience. It's hard because how do you move forward? But you have to, you really have to snap out of that funk. For me, as I said, Jane, my superpower was not eating because that's something I, that was something that I could control. The other thing was that I would work like a maniac because I was playing Houdini with my own emotions because I was trying to elude them. And eventually they, they'd catch up with me and I had to deal with them. Yeah. And yeah. So like I said, in 2016, I learned to channel because I needed to heal from that other dysfunctional relationship because he wouldn't leave me alone. And there were times that I was sitting on the floor crying in the dark. And I said to spirit, I cannot go on like this anymore. I really can't. And I would be screaming at my guides. And finally, they they sent me a breadcrumb in the form of my sister who had done combo in Holland. And so I did combo healing. I call it shamanic frog healing in Florida and that helped me so much and I, people will have heard of ayahuasca but I'm not sure not everyone's heard of combo I'm not sure if you've heard of it no I haven't tell us about it it's, <laughs> it's very physical so I went to see a shaman a licensed shaman and near the Gainesville area and he was really amazing, but I hadn't really done a lot of research because when I do healing, I'd like to go in, I'd like to go in with an open mind rather than put an expectation on it. Because to me, that stems the flow of what you're trying to achieve. And I and, and so I went and thank God I took a change of clothes with me because I knew that much. And he, what he did was in the ceremony. He, how do you say that? He burned like four, um, the four points off the top of my skin. And so, what he did then was he put the poison of the of the monkey tree on on my on these spots. And the monkey tree frog is an Amazon, a nocturnal Amazonian frog. And when they scrape the poison off, the monkey, uh, the frog does not die. So it's, uh, yeah, they they croak happily ever after, so to speak. And so I, when he put the frog poison on, you have to drink two liters of water. And I had, uh, I remember this 
big yellow bucket right next to me. And I was purging. It was horrific. I think it, it started 10 seconds after he put the the frog poison on. And it came out everywhere. Honestly, everywhere. I had to run to the toilet as well. And he was so used to it. I could hardly get up. So he helped me get up. And it took a couple of hours the first time around because my ego was battling so hard because I was so programmed. I was so conditioned. It was like, no, you're not healing. And after four, I took four hours the first time around. And it, it was, it was so physical for me. But I had so much clarity afterwards. It was amazing. My head was clear for the first time. And that's when I started to make a bucket list of all the things that I should have been doing and I hadn't done. And one of the things that I always promised my stepdad was that I would run for cancer. Well, that remained a figment of my imagination for 16 years until I finally did. I started running. And mostly 5Ks and a couple of 10Ks. And fear of height when skydiving. Oh man, I was shit scared. I will tell you that I thought I was going to pee in my pants. I was glad when my feet touched the earth again, but I did it. So, what do you think the purge did for you? It cleared your mind, but it has to be more than that. Yes. So not only that, but I felt so much better within my own skin. Um, it was almost physically like a weight had lifted from me. And that was only the, the beginning. I, it's very hard to explain. It's almost like a, the fog was gone. The just the heaviness within. And I felt so much lighter within as well. Now, for some people... There's a host of things it does for you on a physical level when people, yeah. Anything from, as it's as they say, from like diabetes or other physical ailments, but it's just, it. what it does as well, it takes all the toxins out of your body. Mm -hmm. So it's like your inner system goes through a car wash, you know, and you come out speak spanking clean on the other side yeah like in homeopathy we give poisonous remedies but they're diluted mm -hmm. to the point of doing no physical harm but they they treat the energetic body yes depending on what the poison is so a poison will almost purify a poisonous reaction within ourselves it's very yeah. interesting. So I was curious. It probably has a similar effect. Yes. Only more physical. <laughs> like you really. Yeah, very physical. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's very different to when you have like spiritual healing or you go for a Reiki session because that's very chilled and, and you can feel the energy move. Whereas this is super physical. Uh, but it. I went back another two times and it was far easier for me to move that stagnant energy. Yeah. But after that, 
Yeah. So a few weeks after that, I went to a a fair at Unity Church, and that's where I met my mentor, who was an Akashic record healer. And that's really going through your past lives and healing your past lives. But what's very interesting about that is that my ex in, in, in Florida at the time, who wouldn't leave me alone, when we walked through that past life where I was with him in the Middle Ages and he was a, he poisoned me actually and I died. But, uh, and that's another thing. I suffered terrible stomach issues and I lost so much weight. I couldn't really lo- lose much more weight, but I was literally skin over bones because I couldn't hold any food in me. And it took me about six months to recover. I couldn't even drink a cup of tea, but yet I was still working. I was still working. I refused to give to give in. And she picked that up. She didn't even know that. And she said to me, because I was a, of a good standing in the Middle Ages, and I honestly, I cannot remember what I did. I can still get, see the little, what do you call it, like the little shelving units. And I think it had something to do with herbs, to be honest. And he poisoned me with an arsenic and tried to, was still nursing me back to health, which wasn't nursing me back to health. But over a period of time, it just got gradually worse. So that was very interesting. And once that was healed, I actually died in that lifetime and he left me But and ran off with my money. And so in this lifetime, it was very interesting that it was a repetitive pattern because, my, like I said, I lost a lot of weight. I was trying to help him out financially. Whilst I was the one that was working day and night, so to speak. And once she healed all that, the energy completely changed. And he left me to my own devices. And that's how powerful that is. When that is just healed. So it's... uh... Healing can be far deeper than what we can see in this lifetime. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. The So she went to the Akashic records because she could see all yeah. the times there and what need to be healed. Yes. Yeah. Yes, yeah, she did. And then we um, hold that resonance when we come into this lifetime, don't we? And attract the same people and things. So it's really fascinating. Yeah, and you know, we've signed up prior to incarnating. We sign our soul contract, so to speak. Right? We ask for these experiences. And then when we get into this life, it's like, yeah, but hang on, I didn't ask for this. Why is my life so crap? And it's, yeah, but actually you did ask for this. You asked for these experiences for it's for your soul to evolve to to expand your consciousness because we always think this is everything to life we've got to work we've got to pay our bills and actually our soul was not designed to live this way because what's been created is this artificial grid as i call it you can call it the matrix that's fine too 
when we're stuck in this, well, Terra is Earth, I always call it terrarium, we're stuck in this glass box. And we're just conditioned to live a certain way. And it's, but there's so much more to life. Honestly, there really is. And we have the freedom to choose how we decide to live our lives. But we need to exit the matrix, so to speak. And I, as I always call it, like Earth is the insane asylum. We need to escape that insane asylum and rise above that conditioning and that programming and hop out of it. Yeah. And I love how you talked about it's a turning inward, isn't it? Where yes. We look for love from inside ourselves because we're conditioned yes. to look for it from anything outside ourselves and yes, people and things. And we keep doing that until we finally figure it out. Jane, we are love. That's our divine essence. We are love. And you can see that in it's funny, you can see that in in newborns. They have that innocence, that pureness about them. They're not conditioned by the world just yet. And that's pure love. But we're pure love at our essence. People always say to me, Brigitte, how can you forgive others? How can you how do you not hate others? I'm like, I don't have time to hate. We're all love at our core. And just forgive others. And if you can't forgive others, then just forgive yourself and love yourself because that's what it's all about. It's about returning to a love for ourselves and towards others and what we're in now in this world. Yes, as you know, we live in very transformational times, but the ego People live in the ego and in separation. Whilst, I'm sorry, our souls, the light within our bodies is the same, is the same. So actually, we are all the same. Yes, our physical appearance may be different, but the light within us is the same. Yeah, exactly. So when you were led to this breadcrumb, from the cosmos to the poison frog. <laughs> when did you start to receive messages that really helped with transformation? And like you say, taught people what life is all about. Yeah. So with Alania Starhawk, she had a, she had a workshop or course actually on how to channel. And so I went to that and it was quite a big group and I sat somewhere in a corner or rather than sitting in the circle, I sat, I sat against the wall and she did a meditation and she counted to three and Lord knows where I went because then she counted back from three to one, half an hour later and I came back in the room and everyone was like, Oh, they saw the ascended monsters, the archangel. They saw, they got messages. They saw colors. They saw their guides. I saw nada, niente, nothing. And I was really upset because I was sitting there in the back, and I was, I was crying a little bit, and I was wiping the tears away. But then she, Alania, had a really good exercise that stayed with me. She started channeling. She just took a, a pen and paper and she said to spirit, I am ready to receive. 
And that's how it started for her. So after the class, I ran out, hopped in my car and went home. And I actually did that night. I did the same thing. And I think because my mind was, I was just so exasperated, I didn't even think. And what happened was, as I sat there and I said, I'm ready to receive, I started writing. And it was, when I read it back, I mean, it was old English with thy and thou, and some of it rhymed, and I didn't even know. And I was actually crying tears of joy because it was like, oh, good at something. Yes, I was teaching Reiki. Yes, all that stuff. But it was really, this was like, wow, I'm finally really good at something. And so I started to do that every single day because it's like learning to ride a bike. It's the same thing. It's the same principle. And then I got a pack of cards. Well, I had a pack of cards, several actually. And I had the Santa Master, the Archangels, you name it. And I would just shuffle the cards and pick one card. And I, and I would sit there holding it and say to whoever it was, do you have a message for me? Do you have a message for me? Because I'm ready to receive. And then I would just start writing and it would just flow. And it was very healing for me at the time because the other thing that I did, and it so was very important to me, was to ask questions and to see how they would respond. Yeah. Yeah. And if asking questions is so fundamental, isn't it? Because you can't receive unless you ask. <laughs> no, absolutely. Absolutely. And when I finally showed, what I've been doing to my mentor, she's all you needed was for it to be unblocked and and for the words to flow again. I'm like, yeah, but hang on a minute. I said, I've never channeled before. And then she just looked at me and she said, this is actually really good what you've written. But for me, it just became, it was so natural and it just became a part of me and, and it just, it just started from there. And it doesn't mean, Jane, that I did it every single day. I don't always do it every single day now. It just really depends. But I do work a lot with the Ascended Master Saint Germain, who is so quirky and has such a zany sense of humor, just like Archangel Michael. And for some people, the Ascended Master's or the many master teachers, they will come through as being very serious. With me, it was more fun and jokey, but it had a serious undertone. The message was serious, but the way that they would relay it was just fun. Yeah. And they still do that. Yeah, so you know that's not something you can make up. That's that's genuine. Yes, it is. And it's not about, I never, people say, yeah, but how do you know it's not your mind? Because you don't doubt it. You just start. You've got to just start and trust the process. But that's in anything in life, whether that's, whether you, whether that's for healing or mediumship, it doesn't matter. You have to trust the process. Yeah. And it's exciting. What 
what was it about that connection that you really craved and helped you? I think part of it is us needing to know that we're more than just flesh and blood, that we have a much bigger purpose. Yeah, we do. That's a very easy, people always say, why are we here? (laughs) (laughs) You're here to wake up. St. Germain always says, you're here to wake up from your slumber. You're here to remember who you are and why you are here. Yeah, You're here to help elevate the consciousness of, or the consciousness of humanity as much as you're here to raise the consciousness of your own self. It's not only that, we forget that we are divine alchemists. And alchemy is, of course, the transformation from lead to gold, as it was done in, stems from the Renaissance and even from the mystery schools in Egypt. But it's all about turning the heaviness, the lead, and alchemizing that and healing that and, and turning that into gold, into an enlightening, how do I put this, into an enlightened version of yourself. We only overcome by alchemizing our experiences. That's the only way forward. That's the only way that we can grow. And we are also alchemical beings, which means I always say it's all chemical. We're all just, we're all star seeds. We're all energy. That's it. We're energy. We're not this body really. Yes. The body is just a, a physical vessel and how we choose to evolve on planet Earth. But is there a right or wrong in how we choose to experience life? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. It's entirely up to you what you decide to do with your life. Yeah, and so to not judge even what you've been through is... Absolutely. Alchemizing. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Beautiful. I love it. So that's your journey, right? And all the crisis that happened to you led you to this point. Yes, yes, absolutely. And like I said, I'm still going through things, but I understand them better now. It doesn't make it all, it doesn't always make it easier. And sometimes I still have a go at them, but we just got to grab life by the horns, as I always say. And we have to get on with it yeah. and make something out of our lives. And it's not about, and right now, yeah, how do I put it? We live, as I said, in very transformational times and it's going very rapidly. There's so many people that are shifting and that are going through things because everything is just bubbling to the surface because it's time to release and it's time to heal and to transform and shift your consciousness. We always talk about 3D to 5D and people are like, yeah, but what is that exactly? It's merely that shifting consciousness where you let go of the ego and that separation and you return to that state of unconditional love. And the only way you're going to get from A to B is by healing, by healing 
and taking that journey inward. That is the only way. I channeled too for a period of time and then I got into homeopathy and naturopathic. Mm -hmm. But one of the major messages I got was the only way through pain is through it. And yes. And then the answer comes through the pain, right? So there's really, it is that alchemization that happens. The alchemy, it's a, it's an incredibly powerful thing. But we tend to try to avoid it. We do because fear gets in the way. Fear is merely false evidence appearing real. Or as they always say, it's it's either falling endlessly or arising revolutionary. And there are so many they've given me so many metaphors for fear. It's fear is a smooth criminal. I did that. It's not the smooth criminal. Yes, fear is like a smooth criminal. Fear is the culprit, and fear is the beta blocker, or fear is the Darth Vader to your peeing in your pants Jedi. <laughs> you know things like that because it kind of is. Fear is something. It's the beta blocker within our minds because that's a conditioning we've created that, and that's what deviates us away from our awareness but it's just a conditioning because what if we lived our lives without fear oh my goodness the tables would be turned very much and yes and it is conditioning or programming it's interesting because that is the paradigm we're born into but i think we are leaving this paradigm and more and more will awake to their inner power. Like you're saying. Yes, absolutely. And that's why it's very difficult for many right now because it's forcing them to look inward. And even though many people like to escape from their pain, be it through whatever they, however they choose, whether that's through eating, through alcohol, through drugs, you name it. But it's eventually it will catch up with you and then it smacks you right down, smacks you right back down, and you're forced to look at yourself. Yeah, so might as well get to it right away. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, yeah, totally. There's another thing that Saint Germain always says, he's people talk about Alice in Wonderland, but actually, ha, wasn't the Wonderland in Alice all along, in other words. The wonderland is within you. Don't seek it without. Everything is within you. When you heal yourself within, the energy around you changes, and thus it affects it, it affects your environment as well. Yeah, beautiful. I love it. That is the best message to leave this on. How do people find you if they wanted more of what you do? They can find me on my website, which is powersoulhealing.com. Okay. Because I also do crystalline frequency healing, which is light language healing. So I speak, yes, I speak funny language with the uh, galactic. I call it galactic. So that's light language. Very powerful, actually, because it's it works on a soul level. So you wouldn't understand the language on a conscience level, but your soul understands it. 
And so I call it a shortcut to healing is very powerful. And then my book is available on Amazon worldwide. And then I'm on, I'm not too much of a social media buff anymore these days, but I am on Facebook under Universal Light Warriors and Instagram under Universal Light Warriors. Beautiful. Thank you so much. I enjoyed this immensely. If you've enjoyed the information in this episode, share it with someone you care about and know will benefit. There is one thing for certain. Meltdowns are inevitable. Let's move into mastery together. In the show notes, you'll find my link tree, which has links to many of the most popular platforms. You'll also find links to connect to the featured guest, web page, and social media. Thanks again for being committed to mastery. Change in this world really starts within each of us.